Are you looking to live the abundant life no matter what your income is? You're in the right place. This is the podcast that will teach and inspire you to live better. Whether you want to earn more, save more, or improve your relationship with money or people, it's time for the 90 Days to Abundance podcast, brought to you by SavingsAngel.com. Here's your host, the Chief Executive Angel of SavingsAngel.com, Josh Elledge. Well, thank you so much, Cece, and welcome to the 90 Days to Abundance podcast. My name is Josh Elledge. Thank you so much for listening to today's program. This is show number 31, and on today's show, we're going to be talking with Bud Miller, who is the executive director of the Coupon Information Corporation. Now, the CIC is the watchdog group for the couponing industry, and so if you ever see a news story and it involves coupon fraud and people getting arrested because they were doing bad stuff, chances are very good that the CIC was involved in that arrest and involved in that uh, operation. And so Bud is a wealth of knowledge, and if you want to make sure that you are taking full value of all of the coupons and offers that exist without breaking the law and without getting into that gray area of couponing, I think you're really going to enjoy today's show. Also, Bud will share some stories of people who have stepped outside the law and what happened to them as a result. Uh, It's not pretty, I'll just tell you that. So with that, let's get to my interview with Bud Miller, the Executive Director of the Coupon Information Corporation. All right, and Bud, thank you so much for joining us on the 90 Days to Abundance program. And, and, and I'm, I'm really very grateful that you've joined us because uh, you and I over the years have had the opportunity to visit and, and talk about the industry. And, and you've been a mentor to me, and uh, I appreciate everything that I've learned from you. And so I'm very excited to share your experiences and your knowledge with my audience. I'm glad to help, and thank you for having me. Well, much like Vince Lombardi, uh, would, you know, was a, a, a you know a fanatic for the basics, uh, where we would say, "The gentleman, this is the football." Uh, Bud, what is a coupon? Can we can we just start there? Sure, a uh, coupon is a very specific promotional device. It's an offer from the manufacturers to the consumers to provide a discount if they follow the terms and conditions of the coupon. Um, they can actually enjoy some substantial savings. Uh, it is the only type of promotion out there where 100% of the discount is passed on to the consumer. It's easy, quick, and effective. And, and why do manufacturers put out coupons? Could, I mean, could they just stop? Could a manufacturer just decide to not do coupons anymore because it was too much work? Or obviously, they see a good return on investment from participating in coupons, right? Right. All, all businesses uh, you know, work to satisfy their customers and to stay in business at the same time. And sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge. But uh, no, coupons are not going anywhere. Um, in fact, if anything, I think over the next several years, you are going to see more and more offers as there's more type of digital coupons out there, uh, other types of uh, savings opportunities. So now I see a very bright future for coupons, including the traditional paper coupons. 
Now, is there anything in the marketplace aside from just the technology that leads you to believe that we're going to see more coupons? And also, does this also mean that we'll see things like increases in values or increases in quantities, anything along those natures? I understand and respect your question. However, in my role as CIC, we do not get into uh, how manufacturers promote their product in the future. Uh, We are strictly on the integrity side. Mm Uh, John Morgan over at the ACP would probably be a great resource uh, for you in that area. Okay. Uh, but we just don't get into the issues or strategies or, you know, how manufacturer A is going to do coupons. We get no information like that. So, but manufacturers, uh, obviously, uh, you know, if we compare the things that they can do to incentivize purchases. I mean, they can certainly market more, they can advertise more, they can run more TV commercials, um, they might be able to work with retailers on pricing. Um, but but manufacturer coupons seem to have a very specific role. And I, and I wonder what it is about coupons uh, that they see as unique compared to, say, television commercials or just a, a bigger sale. Uh, well, coupons, number one, are quantifiable. Uh, you can analyze a coupon. You can adjust the offer. You can maximize its impact to assist uh, consumers. So that's one advantage that coupons have over perhaps other type of promotional items. Um, and also, frankly, consumers love coupons. They are everywhere. Um, uh, so you get an instant response when you send out a coupon. And why do manufacturers release different coupons in different markets? Again, those are issues we don't get directly involved with. Um, <laughs> it's just their marketing I keep pushing, plans. bud. I keep pushing. <laughs> well, well, see, here's the thing. I, I would help you if I could, but we do not get into any type of future marketing plans. It's We're all about the integrity issues within the industry. But, you know, along the side of it, the integrity issues, the new uh, barcodes will offer a, a tremendous amount more flexibility from the traditional coupons. So the technology is there to have newer offers or, or more innovative offers, different combinations, different opportunities. So that very basic Uh, type of technology is out there and consumers will benefit from that so let me ask let me ask it this way uh say that there's let's just say that there are different coupon values in different markets and a manufacturer says well this is kind of what we want i mean we we have goals that we want to hit and we want to measure the response in this particular market is it in any way fraudulent or do manufacturers frown upon say someone from market a uh, redeeming those coupons in market B? Well, it definitely would not be considered fraudulent. Uh, for example, uh, let's say I pick up a coupon from my Washington Post and take it down to Orlando, Florida and use it during the course of my purchase. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And manufacturers observe and see that natural flow that occurs. Uh, the challenges occur when people obtain large numbers of coupons, usually from an illegal source, uh, you know, perhaps divert them uh, somewhere in the process, uh, and then you know, perhaps run them through a clipping operation, something like that, and then 
engage in other inappropriate activities and redeem them in a different geographic area. That's one of the things that gets people's attention when they analyze uh, this type of information. Uh, the other thing to understand is out there you see a lot of uh, uh, people, organizations, saying how they're supposedly saving consumers money by selling coupons. Well, understand those coupons come from somewhere. And very frequently, those coupons were diverted from the consumers who should have received them for free in the first place. So are they really helping? Probably not. Okay, let me let me just play devil devil's advocate because I've heard this line uh, where someone has commented, you know, when when I've uh, you know, and and we've done some good education work on the proper use of coupons, and and we promote that. I mean, we we're we're a big advocate for ethical couponing because I believe that if everybody plays by the rules, then the manufacturers can kind of predict what's going on, and they will feel free to. Uh, you know, make the best offers available. But let me ask, let me turn the question and ask you, you know, what's the big deal if, if someone's not playing by the manufacturer's terms? You know, sometimes people will say, well, I'm not breaking the law. I'm just violating manufacturer's terms and conditions. And who cares what they think? Because I'm just sticking it to the man. Well, it's very unfortunate that people would have that type of uh, attitude to begin with. Uh, you know, these corporations feed this country. So that's just uh, sad that people would have that type of uh, thought process. Uh, but simply, they're really just hurting themselves when it comes down to it. Uh, you create an atmosphere uh, in the Internet in particular where other even more aggressive situations can occur. For example, coupon auctions. Uh, we've had a lot of great progress in that area, but there was a time when on any given day, one could observe literally hundreds of auctions for counterfeit coupons. Hmm. Uh, because of the progress that's been made in that area, and at least one particular popular website, they're almost entirely eliminated at this point. Uh, as far as that particular venue. Unfortunately, there are other auction sites that uh, counterfeits are still uh, uh, seen on a daily basis. And we'll be working on that, of course. Uh, but the entire idea that, you, that it is appropriate to sell a large number of coupons uh, could not be further from the truth. We have never seen a situation where a person who or an organization is selling large number of coupons uh, over a large, long period of time is getting them legitimately. Really? I mean, what? Right. where are they getting them from? Uh, we'd really like to know the answer to that. <laughs> Uh, we have a task force where um, we look very closely for potential leaks within the industry for coupons that are distributed prior to their normal distribution uh, schedule. So we find those on the internet. Um, we work with uh, both of the FSI companies, the freestanding insert companies, to plug up leaks as they're identified. Uh, and that is an ongoing process. Uh, but, you know, keep in mind that when people divert large quantities of coupons, like, and you'll see these photos on Facebook all the time, you know, stacks of coupons somebody has gotten. Mm. Um, you know, again, those are being something that is meant to be given away to consumers for free is being uh, taken out of that stream and sold. 
Yeah. So, so frankly, the people who are paying money for coupons are causing their own challenges. Uh, and as this type of abuse continues and as these Facebook groups continue to uh, engage or suggest that people should engage in coupon decoding activities like that, it's just going to cause more restrictions. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate. Uh, you know, before the show Extreme Couponing, there were no limits on the number of coupons a consumer could use in the course of a normal transaction. Now, quite a few manufacturers have uh, put in a limit. It's a shame that had to occur. Yeah, you know, and, you know, on that subject of, you know, what is the source? You know, we've turned down offers uh, from clipping services and the, and the sort uh, who have wanted to advertise on Savings Angel. And and with one of them, I said, well, why don't you just give me a call? Because, guys, I really wanted to talk with this person to figure out, you know, well, I, you know, is this, do you have a legitimate source? And so, you know, every time I start kind of, trying to get specific about you know well, where where do you get them uh, you know it just uh it, it was just, it, it became very vague and so <laughs> uh so yeah i i, I could kind of tell yeah i could kind of tell that that was a, probably not uh, a good atmosphere to uh, get cozy with well i i respect your decision on that and i know it's a challenge to take the ethical position uh, and we certainly hope that um more bloggers and uh, you know various uh, websites uh, follow in your steps on that. Can it? Can a blog? Uh, here's a question. I mean, can a blog get in any kind of trouble for promoting clipping services or anything uh, outright? I, I, I'm thinking outside of here is a coupon and it is absolutely fraudulent. Print it and redeem it. I'm, I'm just trying to think of something maybe outside of the obvious. You know, can they get uh, can they get a letter? Can they? You know, are there are there things that that a blogger can actually get in trouble for? Well, well, getting a letter isn't exactly getting into trouble. <laughs> um, hopefully, it's a, an educational experience. Uh, again, most bloggers are perfectly legitimate. Uh, one of the challenges occurs is that you get people who have no really real knowledge of the industry looking at some of the the more inappropriate blogs or some of the groups on Facebook uh, and they get the wrong impression that it is appropriate to use a coupon for anything other than it's uh, intended for per the you know the writing on the coupon and you know you set up a blog you put up this false information and uh, you know if nobody uh, lets you know about it you just kind continue to march down that uh, path and uh, pe you know the people who read the blogs they can cause themselves issues uh, we certainly don't want to see that happen uh, it would be very helpful if more bloggers uh, you know would go to your website frankly uh, the ethical couponing website and learn what's appropriate what's not uh, we get calls from a lot of bloggers we have questions and answers on our website uh, what they need to understand is that coupons are also a contract and is very specific. And to the extent that people try to get away with, uh, uh, you know, circumventing the terms and conditions of those contracts, of those coupons, they're ultimately hurting themselves. They might have a short-term gain, um, 
but ultimately that's why there are more challenges, more restrictions, less generous coupons. Uh, people have to protect themselves. Interesting. So the the crime of coupon fraud, is it, you know, in some ways it, it feels like it's kind of like shoplifting and in other ways it's, is it uh, counterfeiting? I mean, how does one, how do you, how do they classify coupon fraud? Uh, well, every situation is unique. Um, and it depends exactly what occurred at the time. And there are many different types of coupon fraud. Right now, the, the one that hits the news most frequently, and we do have a surge of activity in it, is uh, counterfeit coupons. Uh, and part of it will depend on the jurisdiction and what your role is and exactly what's going on. Uh, but that can easily be a felony. Um, and the various charges, the specific legal charges that can be levied against folks could be mail fraud, depending on the situation. It could be tax evasion. There could be trademark violations. Uh, and depending on what they do with the money, there's additional potential charges beyond that. So, again, we, we don't like to paint things with a broad brush. We're very specific uh, when we look into these uh, situations. But the number one things that are affecting consumers right now are probably the counterfeit coupons. And there's a very, very simple way to avoid getting involved in that. And that is simply never pay money for a coupon. The great majority of counterfeits out there, people are selling inappropriately. Uh, that's one. The other two, the other method to avoid that if somebody just emails you a coupon uh, you should coupons are generally not put out in the form of a pdf file no every doubt now and then a manufacturer will do that um, uh, but it's very very rare and we strongly discourage manufacturers from doing any type of insecure coupon like that Sure. So let's just say I'm a homemaker and I'm trying to find a discount on Doritos and uh, I come across uh, a website. Yeah, it looks, you know, it's not the manufacturer's website. It's not a big coupon repository like a coupons.com. It's just some no-name blog and they've got a coupon and it's a Doritos coupon and it's a PDF and I print out 10 of them and I go and I redeem them at the retailer and... Am I going to get caught? And if I am going to get caught, am I going to get in trouble? Again, that's a, a pretty direct hypothetical, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, very few websites, bloggers, will just simply post a, a counterfeit coupon on their website anymore. I think we have most of that issue resolved at this point. Uh, from time to time, things will will have a challenge, but we usually find out about those fairly quickly because we get calls and emails from consumers every day. Uh, and we've had bloggers from time to time reach out for us for education. We're more than happy to help. Um, but generally what would happen in that case is the, the big challenge is the, the website, not necessarily the consumer. So if we find something like that out there from whatever appropriate means, uh, we would tend to contact the website and just let them understand that there's a 
there's an issue with that. And 99% of the time, they take that counterfeit down immediately. Yeah, yeah. A lot of websites don't even know what's being posted on their own websites because they'll have a member's forum, something like that. Uh, but again, when we find that, find out information about that, um, uh, they almost immediately take it down. If they don't, there's a specific process called the DMCA takedown process, uh, which we can exercise. We're authorized to do that on behalf of many of our men, our members. Uh, Non-members can do it as well just by doing it directly. Uh, but that's a very specific process for you. Officially notify the owner of the website that, hey, there's a counterfeit here. Here's the trade, uh, uh, the trademark violation. We're authorized to represent this company. Please take it down immediately. Uh, and the very few that we have to go that far, they then take it down. Yeah. And so, but can consumers actually get in trouble if they unwittingly try to redeem a fraudulent coupon? They can certainly be stopped at the point of sale uh, if it's identified there. And again, each situation is unique. And again, most coupons are perfectly legitimate. Uh, you know, again, the best way for consumers to protect themselves, if they want to get a coupon from, uh, you know, for product A, for example, and they know it's made by that manufacturer, contact the manufacturer directly uh, through their website. It's usually the easiest way nowadays. Uh, or go to one of those big coupon hubs like you've named. Yeah. Uh, there are plenty of coupons out there. They do not have to go through some, you know, obscure place somewhere. Yeah. And we have at uh, at Savings Angel, we have a free coupon database that people can use. And, and you know, the, the people who work on that database have been doing this for years and years and years. We generally know what to look for and, and what to uh, is, is kind of a warning flag. But, Bud, what would be some of those things that you might want to look for to, that, that might be red flags that, that might lead you to believe mm, this looks a little suspicious and I should check it out? Uh, well, the number one uh, thing would be your source. That's the first thing that should tip you off. I talked to a lady yesterday, and she was, based upon our discussion, obviously using a lot of counterfeit coupons. And, you know, a person was selling it to her directly via email, and they're all free product coupons uh, in her particular case. Uh, but this person just had a huge number of them. Well, Real people, real organizations do not have access to a very large number of free product coupons uh, from multiple manufacturers. That's a good uh, thing to avoid. But watch your source. Um, you should be very suspicious of any coupon that's just a PDF uh, file. Uh, you can also look at that old truism. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> And if you've got a coupon out there and you're not sure, you know, whether it's legitimate or not, you can check on the CIC website of our known counterfeits. Um, we have an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, anybody can download from it free of charge. Uh, once you download that, you can find images of some of the counterfeits. Uh, you can find cross-references to our public service announcements on these things. It'll just take a few minutes to download that. And ultimately... You can always contact the manufacturer and say, hey, I've got this coupon. Is it legitimate? Yeah. 
So in regards to coupon fraud and and uh, those who have gotten in trouble, I mean, I mean, can can they actually see possible jail time, large fines? I mean, what if if they there's they are egregious violators? What's the worst that they could get? The the lengthiest prison sentence we've had in a coupon fraud case is seventeen years. Oh, uh, but that was you know that and the regular that's not going to happen to a regular consumer. That was an individual who is part of an organized crime ring. Um, you know, sentences of three years is not uncommon. But again, that is an organized crime ring where somebody's been engaged in coupon fraud, you know, year after year. Why would they? But why would they participate in coupon fraud? I mean, is it really that profitable? Uh, coupon fraud can be profitable, um, but they will lose those monies. Uh, look what happened in Phoenix some time ago. Uh, one individual uh, who's now been, you know, actually I believe she's still in jail. Um, she made a great deal of money, had a beautiful house, had some 23 or so automobiles and very nice ones, uh, had a 40-foot speedboat, uh, you know, really living very, very nicely. Uh, she lost it all. Well, sure. What was uh, she doing, though? Uh, she was involved in a counterfeit case. Uh creating a very large number of free product coupons that were then sold first via auction sites and then via her own website called SavvyShopperSite.com. Uh, they also had a very fine collection of weapons there. <laughs> Those were also seized. So you said that uh, oftentimes coupon fraudsters are connected with organized crime. Is, I mean, is that for real? What? Why? So, so coupon fraud is. I guess if I look at my portfolio of services as a as an organized crime person, you know, I want to I want to be um, uh, diversified, and so so coupon fraud is is something that you might want to have in your portfolio. I guess. Uh, I wouldn't want to have it in my portfolio. <laughs> um, you know, frankly, we've been working these cases since uh, June of nineteen eighty six. And we haven't lost a single case. Wow. So uh, it's it's not a wise move to engage in that type of illegal activity. Frankly, it's not wise to engage in any type of illegal activity. Uh, but with coupon fraud, it's um, uh, definitely not a wise action to take. And that you know, ranges from simple counterfeiting uh, to, you know, engaging in in organized efforts to defraud the manufacturers yeah so over the past couple of years uh what are some cases some public cases that uh, cic has been involved in uh let's see uh, we did work with fbi on the coupon guy case that was a young gentleman by the name of lucas henderson uh he was uh behind a scheme to create hundreds of counterfeit coupons, uh, which he posted on a pornographic website uh, and encouraged other people to, to create counterfeit coupons by actually publishing a manual on how to create counterfeit coupons, uh, which he also then distributed. 
Uh, it took some time to find him, but uh, when the FBI did come knocking on his door, they found a, uh, a a college student who was a computer science major at the Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, very bright, uh, very outgoing, uh, and uh, uh, you know, almost a perfectionist in how he would create his counterfeits. And frankly, he had a very promising future ahead of him. Uh, however, after um, the arrest, uh, after everything went through the the adjudication process, he did admit guilt to felony level charges. Uh, he is no longer at the university. Uh, he is on probation, and he was ordered to pay over $900,000 in restitution. Um, so his job prospects are probably somewhat limited. Uh, but uh, and, and again, a $900,000 bill is going to take him a while. Yeah, I should say so. Yes, and so he's changed his whole life. Uh, and that's really unfortunate because he was warned. Uh, Do you think that there are some people that just don't take this seriously? They they have some justification in their mind that says, well, yeah, but it's not really a crime. And, and that was their excuse when they were caught? Uh, we haven't heard that. That isn't an excuse, but I can tell you we've seen a great deal of rationalization out there from people who are making money from these various activities. Uh, probably the most common one you will see is people will be posting uh, on their websites or you know various ways where they're selling coupons is a statement along the lines that, hey, I'm not selling coupons. I'm selling my time and effort to clip the coupons mm -hmm. and get them to you. Um, we've also seen people that will say, I'm not selling coupons, I'm selling envelopes that just happen to be filled with coupons. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's ludicrous. Um, and it, it's really unfortunate that they, they try to do that. And, and frankly, that's another tip for your consumers out there. If somebody is selling you their time and effort to get the coupons to you and not the coupons themselves, you might want to take another thought about doing business with them. Uh, so, I mean, just so just to absolutely be very, very clear, if I see an ad for some sort of a clipping service or some sort of magic envelope that contains coupons, uh, is is it a violation of the manufacturer's terms and conditions for me to give them my money and receive an envelope stuffed with coupons and, and then redeem those? Essentially, what occurs is you get to the uh, the the violation of the non-transferability. Essentially, voids the coupon, and you know that causes you know some some challenges. And obviously, it's challenging to enforce that. Um, but yes, they can subject themselves, open themselves up to civil litigation at that point. Uh, the other question is again, where do these coupons come from? Uh, if you're, if you are engaged in dealing with a clipping service, you really need to find out where the coupons are coming from. Yeah. Uh, do you really want to be in the position of purchasing stolen property? That's a, a pretty interesting position to be in. So that you should find out. And if they won't tell you, um, you should reconsider that. Sometimes folks may 
recognize, ooh, this is really kind of gray area here, you know, for if I'm going to buy these coupons or get these coupons in some magic envelope. But, oh my gosh, I, I could get myself 40 rolls of paper towel for next to free. And that temptation, I, I guess, just causes them to step outside uh, that integrity. Uh, quite, quite right. There's always a situation where if it's too good to be true, it is. You know, I've been told countless times that I have relatives of royal families in different countries that frankly I've never met, but they want to, you know, give me millions of dollars. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, all I have to do is give them my personal identifying information. Uh, if it's too good to be true, it really is. They should go with their initial instinct and be a skeptic. One of the things people should understand that if they inadvertently get connected with one of these organizations that are engaged in fraudulent activities, um, that they're giving their personal payment information uh, Mm. or their address uh, because these things have to be mailed to you. Uh, And, you know, at the very best – you are entering into a gray area. Do you really want to enter into that gray area to, to save a, a little bit of money? Uh, and I can't tell you how many honest, well-meaning consumers who have called me up just heartbroken that have, you know, living an honest life to have inadvertently purchased counterfeit coupons. And some of these people have spent thousands of dollars a lot of retired oh, folks have done that, and that is a large amount of money for anyone. But to lose a few thousand dollars when you're on a fixed retirement income can be devastating. And yet they're so honest, they're not going to use the counterfeits. Uh, again, most most people are honest. It's these uh, wolves that are taking advantage of people that is completely inappropriate. And, you know, understand something. When somebody's offering to sell you a coupon, they're not doing you a favor. Uh, They're trying to make money. They're in business. And it's perfectly legitimate to ask them, where did you get your coupons? Are you authorized to do this? You know, and I think that's probably one thing that people forget is you're giving them your personal information. And, you know, I think a lot of us have become more privacy minded over the past number of years. And we certainly love to change our passwords. We don't like to share our billing information with those who shouldn't have it. Uh, But if you're dealing with someone who is knowingly breaking the law um, and you're giving them your personal information. I, I mean, that person whom you just gave your personal information to, they're under, you know, th- there should be no uh, understanding that they are going to keep that information privately, that they wouldn't turn right around. And if it's profitable, sell your information to the highest bidder. So you, uh, you just kind of getting uh, in, into not just gray area, but, but uh, you know, cloudy is, is pea soup, you know? <laughs> right, right. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And again, here's the thing to understand. The, the non-transferability policy is printed on virtually every coupon that is issued in the United States. So at a minimum, you're getting into what could be considered a gray area that could involve civil litigation. Now, there's a big difference between a gray area and an act of fraud. But do you want to get into that gray area to begin with is one question. 
yeah. that people should ask themselves. And keep in mind, again, coupons are meant to be free. Why pay money for something that is meant to be free? Uh, the other thing that we see, and we see this on the various groups, bloggers complaining, and, and I understand that, I respect it, is there'll be some of the, they call them peelies, the coupons that are actually on the product itself. Well, you know, you'll get a glitch group on Facebook, you know, saying, hey, go to this store, get the peelies, and somebody will go in, take every peely off the product. Uh-huh. So suddenly they don't have access, the regular consumers don't have access to it. And then bam, you'll see that person selling them through some source, you know, either on a Facebook group or something like that. Um, And again, they're not doing you a favor because they prevented the other consumers from getting uh, the coupons and then they're reselling it. So it's, it's frankly inappropriate. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of messed up, being on that end of it where you, you are looking forward to purchasing a product and using a Peely that might be on that product, and hey, they're all gone. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, sometimes that's the manufacturer, I, I don't know, might go and remove all those, or they may have expired or whatever, but it would be super frustrating if they should have been there and they were taken uh, unbeknownst to you. Well, as we saw, you know, from extreme couponing and again these various Facebook groups, uh, you know, once word gets out, some of the 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 extremists will literally go in and just take them all out. So it's it's nothing to do with expired products or expired coupons. They they just get taken out of the store. So, you know, and sometimes what happens, depending upon the situation, is the product itself will get damaged. Um, so with that type of situation, not only taking the peeling, but they're damaging the product, which then has to be returned. So again, you are not helping anybody uh, when you are purchasing coupons. And I could see where potentially a product might be damaged if the if you knew that there was a coupon inside the marked package, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so extreme couponing as a whole, and I don't know if that show is over and done with. Are we going to see another season? Are we going to see other TV shows like that? Uh, but the net effect of that. I don't think manufacturers saw that as a net plus. Would you agree that that's kind of what you've seen? I don't think anyone has seen that as a net plus except for the people who directly profited by it. Uh, It has hurt the consumers. Uh, It has hurt the retailers. Uh, One chain in North Carolina literally issued a public apology for participating in the show. Uh, you know, to my knowledge, the show is no longer uh, on the air or, you know, frankly, on cable, uh, other than in reruns and they're selling CDs. I think it's on a few other places. Uh, but it was just, uh, uh, it harmed the consumers, number one. Uh, you know, what would happen is they would air that show. And people wouldn't realize that there are so many exceptions made for the participants that you could never, as a regular consumer, engage in those same practices. And it's also very clear that counterfeits were used on several occasions. And frankly, in that case, the bloggers were wonderful. Uh, and again, I have a lot of respect for the bloggers out there. Um they provide a lot of information to consumers that is very appropriate. Um, and I hope that continues. Uh, it's just when you get into the, the inappropriate activity that, that there needs to be cleaned up. Uh, 
but you know they would engage in these activities and next thing you know they would just be buried in um uh, people trying to do all sorts of unrealistic things uh one store doubled coupons for people and they didn't normally double coupons for it so the local consumer saw the show went went to the store expected to double their coupons and they said oh sorry we can't do that uh, some of those bloggers did you know literally frame by frame analyses oh yeah i remember of these things and, and started posting them i, I know joe Cotado did yeah. some articles on it. i believe you did as well uh and just expose that show for the fiction it is yeah, so it it was really quite amazing how much of that was staged. It was completely fictional. They were taking part in redemption policies that were complete fiction. And, you know, I, I don't know at what level a store manager or you know representative with the retailer said, yeah, okay, I think that this will be a good thing. It's good exposure for our store. I, I don't know. I, I, that may have been enough for them to say, okay, sure, we'll, we'll create this fictional reality just for TV and assume that there would be no consequences to that whatsoever. Quite, quite right. They, that I believe that a lot of the stores looked at that as, as basically a free commercial where, hey, everything goes well. They're serving the consumer, uh, but you know the reality was really quite different, and uh, quite a few stores regretted uh, participating in that. Yeah, and and there were uh, there were bloggers and extreme couponers who participated in the show as well, who also regretted their appearance just because of uh, clever editing and and just the way that the show's producers ended up running uh, their segment. It ended up being not very flattering at all. <laughs> no, no, I mean again, the whole emphasis was to make it extreme. Um, I would frankly love to see the full unedited tape of those transactions. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So, but uh, one one uh, thing that uh, one question I get is, uh, you know, on the terms and conditions of the coupon, it says that there's a non-transfer, non the, the non-transferability. Does that mean that uh, I can't uh, give a stack of coupons to my sister uh, and say, look, I'm not using these, you use these, or or here's a stack of uh, you know diaper coupons that I've been saving for you? Is that a problem? Uh, technically, it does violate uh, the terms and conditions uh, of what the coupon is meant for. But frankly, that's something we've never been involved with. Simple, you know, we've never been involved in anything involving just simple coupon trading, uh, or you know, giving your child, your relative, whatever, a coupon. Um, we've just never been involved with that. Uh, the big challenge appears to occur when people are selling the coupons. Somebody's making a profit from them. Yeah, that's where that's where we start uh, uh, taking a look at the situation. Yeah, what are the biggest concerns that you think that manufacturers have right now today? Are there any trends that are emerging that you think are are causing concern? Um. Probably the biggest concern I've experienced is uh, counterfeit coupons, uh, and you can see them again listed on our website. Uh, that's a big challenge, and uh, we're addressing it. Uh, it's going well, uh, but that's probably the the single largest challenge at this point. 
So, so just like someone wanted, they'd want to print money at home and and sell that money. Essentially, uh, is that uh, uh, you know they're they're basically just kind of taking Photoshop and somehow scamming the barcodes, and then they've got a stack of these things, and then they just open up shops somewhere and and just decide to sell them out of their garage. There, there's a bit of that going on. Um, the bigger challenge is, again, these uh, very high-value and free product coupons that are being sold. Uh, that involves uh, industrial-level organizations wow. working on that. And, again, if you go back to what occurred in Phoenix uh, with the very high-quality counterfeits uh, going on, uh, that is something people should be aware of. And frankly, if consumers are approached by people, you know, via email, you know, to, uh, you know, buy these uh, coupons, if it sounds good, too good to be true, don't do it and contact us. Uh, We actually have a new link on the front page of our website. If consumers believe they are a victim of a counterfeit uh, coupon scam, they can click on the icon and file a complaint directly with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Great. And what other resources can the CIC provide consumers? Um, Well, our our website is very educational. That's probably the number one thing that helps consumers at this point. Uh, We have a big question and answer section. Uh, We are more than happy to take information uh, from the retailers. Email is the most efficient method of doing that. Um, Again, our list of current counterfeit uh, coupons, I think that's very useful. Uh, But again, if consumers simply get coupons directly from the legitimate source, such as the manufacturer or their authorized vendor, their newspaper, they're protected. They have nothing to worry about. Yeah, and and you know at Savings Angel we've we've long held that when you play by the rules and you take advantage of every discount available, it's awesome how much money you can save. I mean the manufacturers are truly creating huge subsidies in some cases, and a lot of people uh, may look at coupons and say, "Well, I don't want to spend all that time to save you know fifteen cents off a box of cereal." Well, today's coupons are much more high value, and they're easier than ever to redeem. And so that may be one reason. And and I don't know if coupon fraud was a big issue in the nineteen sixties, but uh, uh, you know, over the past number of years, it has been, and and largely because I think of the same reason that it's so attractive for new people to start couponing is that it's extremely valuable. There are a lot of great coupons out there, and it's easier than ever before. Would you agree with I, that? I could agree with you more. Coupons are meant to be used. Consumers should take full advantage, full legal advantage of the coupons they receive, the rebates, the sales. Uh, All they have to do is, frankly, play by the rules, and you can save a great deal of money. And we encourage that. Awesome. Well, Bud Miller from the Coupon Information Center. Of course, you can reach that at couponinformationcenter.com. And there is a lot of great resources if you'd like to uh, kind of ground yourself in, in all of you know what the rules are so that you can play by the rules, so that you can take advantage of every possible discount available to you, that you can protect yourself, that you can protect your friends, your family, your relatives, uh, people that you may encounter online who 
hopefully you can help set straight because quite honestly, bud, and I'm sure you've seen this, you know, new people that, that come into uh, this realm and decide that they're going to start couponing, they can make honest mistakes. And so I think it's very helpful for those of us who uh, know a thing or two to, to do our part to help uh, make sure that everybody wins. Couldn't agree with you more. Awesome. Well, Bud, thank you so much for your time, and, and I appreciate you spending your time with us on the 90 Days to Abundance podcast. Thank you for having me. So I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Bud Miller of the CIC Coupon Information Center. Of course, you can reach them on the web at couponinformationcenter.com. And we've got that link on our show notes as well. Just go to savingsangel.com, click on podcast, and show number 31 is the one you want to get. And we also have a link to coupon integrity. Dot com as well. And that is a website that we've put together with a number of other bloggers uh, who have agreed to adhere to a certain code of ethics uh, that that basically lets you as a consumer know that we've agreed on a certain set of voluntary ethics that uh, we are going to support and promote. And I will tell you that on the internet, not every blogger does that. And it's better uh, if you support those bloggers and websites that do support uh, this code of ethics. And so if you enjoyed today's podcast, I would very much appreciate it if you could leave a positive review in either iTunes or Stitcher. Now, both are great apps that you can use on your phone to listen uh, at your leisure when you're driving, when you're shuttling the kids around, when you're going to and from work, uh, and you can subscribe. And that way you'll make sure to get all of the best deals, the best tips, and the best strategies for saving more money, making more money, and of course, living more abundantly. It's been my honor to have you along for this uh, for this show, and I look forward to seeing you again on Monday on show number 32, where I'm going to share some great deals and tips that you don't want to miss. Uh, also, uh, ways that you can earn more money in life. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and as always, live abundantly. Live abundantly.